Hi, guys, and welcome to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. I'm your host, Megan Rawlings, and I'm joined by my wonderful and beautiful co-host. Me or the dog that you're holding? Yes. <laughs> no. Emily Richardson. And this is my handsome boy, Bogey. You've heard us talk about um, the dogs, and I thought we would show you guys on our new video, the video vodcast podcast. <laughs> But she did not warn me about until we got on here. And that's, guys, this is just the state of Emily Richardson. It's like we're on a safari and we just see her in her natural habitat. Natural habitat. Her house is clean. It's put together. She is clean and put together. I knew it was happening and this is still how I look. So let, let that sink in. What you can't see on the other side of the screen is my mountain of laundry. That I was in the middle of doing before I started this. So. Oh, so you live a life that requires you to wash clothes? How terrible. That must really stink. I have a real life. <laughs> All right. And if you guys are watching this, hey, this is what this is who we are. It's so nice to see you. I, mean, Put a I, feel, the voice. I feel like I just need to like hammer on the fact that we now have this podcast podcast. I just think it's really cool. Um, and I hope you guys like it as much as we're enjoying it. <laughs> Okay. Are we? Are we, though? Well, as much as I'm enjoying it. (laughs) So, okay. This week, we're going to be knocking out Hosea chapter 6. If you have not followed with us up until this point, make sure you go back and listen to our introduction to Hosea as well as um, the podcasts that are leading up to this episode. So that way you can make sure that you keep these things in context because... Context is very important when it comes to biblical literacy. Right, Emily? Yep, absolutely. All right. So today we are going to be reading from, I think Emily said the ESV, correct? That's correct. I just happen to have one with me right here. So don't worry, guys. (laughs) Always ready. Just happen to have that right by your computer. I I just happen to be there. She's always prepared um, (laughs) to look good. And to talk about the gospel and Jesus and the Bible. I can only do the latter. <laughs> and I don't mean ladder like climb. I mean ladder like the fancy <laughs> way of saying former or ladder. It took me a long time to differentiate between former and ladder. I still, like if I'm reading a book and it says it, I have to in my mind process which one's which. It should be easy, <laughs> but it's not. It's just my brain doesn't do that one. Listen, I am with you. All right, sis. Do you want to read first? Yep, I can do that. Do you want to read Hosea 6 or Hosea 7? The former or the latter? (laughs) The the former. Okay, go for it. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do verses 1 through 3. Cool. Okay, come let us Did you pull out your Bible too? Well, I had it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was looking together. You still make me look... Whatever. Just read it, Emily. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is as sure as the dawn. He, he will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. All right, what do you got? All right. Um, So first of all, 
uh, these are meant to be the potential words of repentance that Israel could speak. It's not them actually speaking these words uh, because spoiler, they actually, they don't, they don't speak these words at all. So <laughs> they're not repentant people. Um, let's see. I got, got to pull my notes up. But verses one through two. Oh yeah. So the interesting thing is that sounds like a reference to Jesus. You know, when you're talking about the, after two days, he'll revive us. The third day, he will raise us up. And at least in my commentary, it says the reference to two days and on the third day means only that the restoration will come surely and quickly. So I don't have an actual reference to Jesus in those verses, but um, it's just meant to say that it will be a quick restoration. The Lord will bring that quickly, um, which actually I think is kind of cool because when you think of Jesus's resurrection, it's meant to be this like sure thing. So yeah, that's what I have on those, at least that first part there. Okay. And I'm going to get really nerdy. Are you guys ready for this? We're ready. One of the coolest features in this section is that out of 22 words, 12 of them are verbs. And this is one of the most concentrated sections of verbs that we're Mm. going to see throughout Hosea. Um, And we've seen a lot of Hosea saying what the Lord is going to do. So Mm -hmm. I just think that's kind of significant. I love that. That's cool. Are you counting them now? No. (laughs) You were looking at your notes. I was being funny. (laughs) Oh, see, that's with the video. I have to get used to switching between my notes and the screen. But... um, There's also, I had a note for, in verse three, when it talks about, let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. Um, The, I believe it's a CSV says, let us strive to know the Lord. And so I looked up the original Mm -hmm. um, language for that strive or that pressing on, and it means to pursue or to chase. And so knowing the Lord is not just this like easy thing. It takes work. It takes movement. It takes discipline and it takes this like this pressing on, this pursuit of him. And I think it even implies that there's going to be exhaustion at times. There's going to be moments where pursuit of the Lord wears you out in a sense, because it's not just this like easily accessible thing. You have to actually make an effort with it, which is what he's implying here. And then when you do that, there's this refreshing and this revival because when you do, his going out is as sure as the dawn. He'll come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. And like, I think of where I'm at in North Carolina in June, it was, we had like a drought. And so there was no rain. We had pretty much no rainstorms at all. And now this month we've had rain almost every single day. And so it's that, like, you know, when you're in a drought, it just feels dry and everything turns brown. And then that refreshing that comes when the rain comes, that's what he's saying. When you pursue him, it goes from that drought to a refreshing. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, I have a commentary. Um, I mean, by, Hang on. That's okay. I'll forgive you. <coughs> Gosh, so um, in the commentary by Friedman, Noel Anderson, and Francis, um, there's a really cool uh quote they have and it's speaking of the rain where you're at and it said the um 
The mood is altogether benign. It is not the terrifying theophany of the thunderstorm. It is the bounty of the good king. And I just, I thought that was interesting. Oh. <laughs> I had a total coughing fit. Where did you go? How'd you do that? <laughs> you can, like, turn off your screen. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. Like, we've been talking for two hours, and I'm fine, and then I have a coughing fit. Okay. <laughs> so, maybe you will have to send it to edit. <laughs> well, your face looks funny now. I know, because I was coughing so hard. No. <laughs> Not your actual <laughs> face. Your screen face. Oh, it does? Shoot. Oh, now it doesn't. Oh, man, now it's normal. I couldn't even get a cool picture of it. <laughs> Hold up. One more time. I'll mute it. I think you're having a coughing kiffit because we have been talking for two hours. Probably. But, like, now of all times when we're actually... <clears throat> recording it you ready you okay okay i'm good yeah i'm good just tickle in my throat that is so going in there <laughs> oh jeez. okay um anyway okay okay are you ready let's do four through six all right. <clears throat> you read it. Okay. Let me get my big Bible up here so I look impressive. <laughs> Fancy. It's really big. I can't <laughs> hold it. Actually, it's actually huge. <laughs> it's actually really big. Okay. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desired steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. That verse 6 where it says the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings, he also, excuse me, he also says in Psalm, I think it's 52, I should have written it down, but it talks about how God turns your mourning into gladness and mm -hmm. um, your... <clears throat> I like the way the message says it. And I know some of you are like, she reads the message. She's a heretic. Get over it. I wasn't studying with the message. I just like the way it words this. <laughs> um, it says, you turn, you tune my, you turn my feet into foot tapping tunes. No, you tune my feet into foot tapping songs. That's what it is. And I just loved that. I just thought it was so cool. I could visualize it. Yeah. Um, but the reason I brought that up for this is that it says, um, like, all this worship is not pleasing to you. Burnt offerings mm. are not going to please you. Or I said that backward. Burnt offerings are not what pleases you. It's true worship, true, genuine yeah. worship where I am emptying myself out for you to fill me. That's what pleases God. And that's mm. what um, I think verse 6 is kind of alluding to. It's like, I desire steadfast love, not sacrifice, yeah. the knowledge of God, not burnt offerings. Those mm -hmm. things are important in this context, but it's not the ultimate. Yeah. So. And that probably would have been almost like a shock to them because they were so used to the law <clears throat> and interpreting mm -hmm. that as just works and things that they were supposed to do. I mean, 
we even, we go back and read the Old Testament and it's full of like, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And it's easy to just think that that's what it's about. When in reality, it's a heart thing. Like it's, it's meant to show us that we can't do all of these things and that our hearts are just supposed to be for the Lord. And when our hearts are for the Lord, those things do come easier for sure. But it's proper actions without proper attitude is worthless. Mm. If you're just doing all the right things, but your heart and your attitude is not there, it just, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. What else you got? Anything? Um, I, I love the picture in verse four with the, the, your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes away, goes early away. Um, I mean, that's that, it's the opposite of steadfast love that as soon as, I mean, what makes the dew go away in the morning? It's the heat of the sun. And so we can really see that like we love the Lord until it's until our love is tested, until it's tested by the heat of the moment or um, whatever hard thing we go through. And then all of a sudden we don't love him anymore or we don't act like we love him anymore. And God's saying that's not unconditional love. That's not love at all. Like if you only love me when it's nice and calm convenient. and cool, convenient, that's not what I'm looking for. I want unconditional that when I test you, you still stand firm. Yeah, I want your agape love. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Good one. Do you want to go on or do you have anything else? Okay. Uh, Yeah. Go for it, sister. All right. Uh, Let's see. Verses. You want me to do seven through 10? Do it. Okay. But like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. There they dealt faithlessly with me. Gilead is a, a city of evildoers tracked with blood. As robbers lie in wait for a man, so the priests band together. They murder on their way to Sechem. Sechem? Sechem? I don't know how to pronounce that one. Um, Shechem. Shechem. (laughs) (laughs) They commit villainy. In the house of Israel, I have seen a horrible thing. Ephraim's whoredom is there. Israel is defiled. One of the things that I think is missed in the English language is the, like, intensity of words that are used in the original Mm. languages. And, like, we have that, but I think sometimes it's lost in translation. So, like, villainy here, um, it's a really powerful term for, like, human depravity. Mm. Um, For the, yeah, for human depravity. So, it's, like, it's not just, oh, villainy, because when we think villains, we, we kind of have this association with, like, cartoon characters Mm -hmm. who are the bad guys and usually there's like a really redemptive quality about them or something that's there's still something charming because you know they become good guys or maybe they Mm -hmm. don't and the good guy wins but the point is like when we think villainy here um it's talking like extreme depravity it's not just talking about like oh you did this bad thing or you don't like this one person and i think sometimes stuff like that is lost the picture I just got in my head is like the difference between the Joker that you see in like the cartoon Batman and then the Joker that they put in the like darker, like the Heath Ledger Joker. Yes. Like truly. Or the, what's his name? Um, Jared Leto. Oh, him too. But no. What's oh, the one? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Um, yeah. Like theirs are so much darker and so much more depraved. Like I would never let my kids watch any of those. You know what I mean? Like. That's the picture, the difference, that it's not just this, like, ha-ha-ha villain. It's it's true depravity. Like, their intent was evil, not just, like, mischief. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a great example. I'm glad mm-hmm. you shared that. <laughs> what All else right. you got? 
Let's see. Um, I have for verse 10 where it says, I've seen a horrible thing. I think it's important to note um, that that horrible thing was their prostitution, their adultery against the Lord, Um, not just physically, but spiritually, that they had completely abandoned him. Um, That this is the whole reason of all of these accusations that he has against them is that they had committed adultery spiritually, well, physically too, but against him, that they had left him for other things, that they had left him for idols, and that they had abandoned their first love. Yeah. In verse nine, this is like, I want to make sure we're focused on this. As robbers lie in wait for a man, so the priests band together. They murder on the way to Shechem. They commit villainy. Like, That means on their way to Shechem, the priests became assassins and they Mm -hmm. were murdering people. And usually when you're traveling, like you're a defenseless person, this isn't like, you know, people who are armed and ready to go at war. It's they're murdering people. Yeah. And premeditated. Yes. And they're doing it before they did it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Robbers mm-hmm. lie in wait. And this was a common practice. Like if people like they didn't have cars, you mm-hmm. had to like walk places and the roads that were walked, people would um hide and wait so that they could jump you and steal mm-hmm. your stuff. And yeah. that's what was happening here. But it wasn't just jumping to steal stuff, it was like murdering people. Mm-hmm. Like let that kind of that's the kind of depravity mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Yeah. That I don't want that word villainy to be lost on. Yeah. Yep. Very medieval type. <laughs> issues here um yeah and then there's this one more verse that's actually kind of connected more to chapter seven do you want to jump into that let's leave it for chapter seven i like to keep things where they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. i agree cool all right guys thanks for tuning in with us we hope you tune in next week we release podcasts every thursday if you like what we do would you please consider supporting us monetarily you can do so at patreon.com forward slash the bold movement This podcast is an extension of The Bull Movement, a women's ministry dedicated to helping women grow in confidence, spread the gospel, and encourages biblical literacy. Emily, what do you have to say to the good people? (laughs) Go out and be bold. Bye, guys.